you could ever need starting right now hey how's it going i'm Sai. uh welcome to the water break on kmih 88.9 the bridge i'm here with mclean will and creed and we're going to talk to you about some sports we're still remote but that doesn't mean we can't do our show so we're going to start off as we always do with our five and five bringing you news of five sports in five minutes um and i'm going to kick us off with uh MLB baseball. Um, now in baseball, uh, Seattle Mariners fans will be happy to know that the Mariners re-signed uh, Kendall Graveman uh, on a one-year contract, so he'll be with the club through 2021. He should function, uh, you know, barring some splashy signing, he should function as one of their more elite relievers, maybe an eighth or ninth inning guy. Um, in other news around the league, uh, DJ LeMahieu still hasn't signed a contract extension yet, so we're still up in the air over whether or not he'll return to the Yankees. Um, a lot of people expected they'd have him locked down by now, but really, he's still a question mark and one of the biggest free agents in the offseason. Now, uh, over to Will for hockey news. Uh, yeah, pretty quiet week in hockey, actually. Uh, there were a few little signings, but no one too huge. Victor Olsson uh, went to the Sabres for two years at a $6.1 million contract. And then Alex Galchenyuk went over from the Wild to the Senators on a one-year $1.5 million contract. Um, in not such great light, I guess you could say, one of the NHL Coyotes' top picks ended up being cut just a few days ago because of some pretty terrible things he said to a black disabled kid. I don't know too much about the story, and he was supposed to be a really good player, but he is now kicked off the team, probably will have absolutely no career in the NHL, and yeah, he pretty team pretty much deserves that, because he did some pretty terrible things. Anyways, on to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, we have some big news. Um, I don't know how old this is. I think it's actually quite new, but in the MLS, they are now doing standings completely differently from any other league we have ever seen at any time. What they're doing right now is they are ranking the teams by points per game. So the higher points per game the team gets, then the higher up in the rankings they are. Which is really weird because you have teams like Colorado, um, who is 8th 
right now in the Western Conference with uh, five total wins that are right above the Vancouver team with eight total wins. And um, and it's only because of that new points per game uh, standings. So that's pretty weird and interesting. And then um, Sounders play on Sunday at 6 p.m. against Colorado. So that's going to be a great game. And yeah, that's pretty much it for soccer right now. Um, oh yeah, also, Cristiano tested negative for coronavirus. Cristiano Ronaldo, he had been very um, questionable for a while, and so he tested ne negative, which is good for Juventus and is really going to help him out. All right, on to Sai. All right, so the NBA season ended recently, but the NBA draft is on November 18th. And uh, there's a lot of buzz around LaMelo Ball. Uh, he's gotten a lot of media coverage over the past couple years. He played professionally in Australia, and he was putting up some good numbers there. So he's a very highly touted recruit, and a lot of teams are looking at him. Uh, I think especially Detroit. Detroit wants him. And uh, that's the main portion of the NBA news. And so let's get right into, um, right into football. NFL football? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> this is fun because we never really planned the NFL segment. We just riff it. Um, trade deadline is coming up soon. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, which teams do you think should make a move? The Seahawks need a defensive end. I'm they waiting just on got it. Carlos Dunlap. They did? They should, yeah, you think they should get another one? Uh, I mean, well, I think we're set now. <laughs> never mind. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that either. The Vikings need a defense. You know, it's been said that uh, radio content ages quickly and poorly. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah, I think the Vikings need a lot of help, and certainly maybe if they could buy back some of those losses on their record. Uh, mm -hmm. But at this point in the year, I think there's no way they can possibly make a comeback in the season just with the sheer amount of games they've lost. Even if they were to turn it on and actually start playing, maybe they got some defensive pickups. There's, I just can't see them coming back to one and five and making the playoffs, especially in the division they're in, the Packers and the Bears. It's just, it's not happening. I think so Minnesota. I think, I think they should tear it down. I think, ooh, I, I maybe the defense, but their offense is primed for a Super Bowl win if they had something decent to accompany that. Yeah, I mean, what what's really interesting is that um, Mike Zimmer actually wasn't originally too happy with how much they were going to pay Kirk Cousins because he is a defensive coach. And he wants to mainly focus on the defense and like, you know, and now he's sad because they spent so much money on Cousins and some other players that they don't really have enough for defense. And that's why we've traded so many defensive players away that um, cost a lot, which is leaving our defense with some not as great players, even though we do have a couple of good ones. I mean, Daniel so. Hunter is kind of carrying that defense at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's Daniel Hunter and a bunch of washed-up old dudes in the in the secondary. So not exactly the you know purple people eaters. Well, I, I think, think Harrison, I wish Harrison Smith is okay. He's pretty good. He's uh he's getting up there in age. I think he might be. Uh, I think his name is worth a lot more than his contract right now. You know, being able to sell uh, jerseys for your team with Smith number twenty-two on it, I think that's worth uh quite a bit. 
So I think they should shop around some of the uh, players, some of the bigger names on their defense. I'm not saying uh, trade away Danielle Hunter, and I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that you know Harrison Smith has to go. But maybe listen to offers for him. If you get anything good, like you know a first round pick or more, maybe you consider uh, shipping him off. I think yeah. the Vikings, uh, they've kind of been on the bubble of contention for like a decade now. So <laughs> I think it yeah. might be time for them to tear it all down and try and come back stronger. Yeah, I mean, I think our offensive, our offense isn't terrible. I mean, we have great players like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins isn't bad, contrary to what some of my friends say. The um, offense, I think Cousins is what's holding that offense back. I mean, Cousins has always been... for sure. I mean, he's, he's the long ball that he has is fine. He's got great accuracy. He just can't run. He's always yeah. been a middle-of-the-road quarterback. He's never going to, you know, take the game into his own hands himself. But if you surround him with the pieces that he can win with, he can win. If you've got a good defense, he can win. And the Vikings just don't have a good defense. So they should probably, you know, unload some of their more expensive defensive players, uh, splurge for younger guys, draft well. You know you know how a rebuild works. You keep some mm-hmm. of your pieces, you sell off the rest of them. Yeah. And you know I would say, works. I would say that, though, the thing is um, – what they're doing for this season is probably good because they have two rookie corners. So I think they need a veteran presence to kind of guide them. But then maybe next year, like in the near future, once those guys are acclimated to the league, they should probably try and get a new safety. It's, it's funny. Xavier Rhodes just jumped ship and now he's playing like an all pro again with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Colts uh, seriously could be a contender, and I think they are missing a few key pieces. While I had them as my back. sleeper. I had them but as my sleeper going into the season. And, of course, my, I, yeah, I had them as a sleeper for all the wrong reasons, but I was right about them being a sleeper. That is true. So, Wait, who did I have my sleeper? I said Cardinals, right? I don't know. I can't remember. I really should have written it down. I'm, I think I'm you said Minnesota. Sure said, uh, no. Because you said... I think no, because you guys said Minnesota didn't count. count. Oh, you're right, we did. I don't know, but I said my sleepers. I said it was Detroit and Indy, and uh, I don't know. Minnesota certainly has been sleeping so far this season. <laughs> they're sleeping, and then there's comatose. Yeah, yeah, it's been rough. But the Falcons, I think I can't quite recall, but I'm pretty sure I had the Falcons as my sleeper, and they have certainly not performed like I thought they would. I mean, they kind of have, but they've really choked away. Well, with the new coach, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But even with Quinn, I still think it it wasn't the play necessarily. It was just a few crucial moments that completely led to their downfall. Sure, I mean uh, the onside kick against Dallas. It's a key. It's a big moment. It's a point two in the season. And Um, I think the worst one was Gurley rushing in for a touchdown against the Lions on accident game. That was accidental touchdown. I think I've ever seen to lose a game. Yeah, I got to say, I think the Falcons are the, I think of the teams in the NFL that are in last place right now, I think the Falcons are the best last place team in football. I think they could beat the 49ers for the best last place team, you know, because they've managed to hang with, um, you know, every opponent they've faced. I don't think they've lost to an opponent by any more than like 10 or so points. Um, They walloped the Vikings. I can't remember them having been blown out of the water and they've hung with some pretty tough opponents 
Yeah, and they they have a, they're in a really weird situation this year. Obviously, they're not doing much this year with a two and six record. They barely managed to eke out a few wins, um, but they also have a really really star studded offense, um, especially with Gurley, Brian, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, even. So what do you think they're going to do for a rebuild if they're considering that? Do you think they're just going to strip their team completely down? Do you think they're trying to build on what they have? What do you think they're looking to do? I don't think there is a rebuild. I don't think they have um, guys who will hang around long enough for there to be a rebuild. I think they've got to try and make some splashy, you know, bring in some big name on defense and try to get one last playoff berth uh, for Julio before they have to ship him off. Try and get one more for Matt Ryan. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's, it's certainly a rough spot, and I'd hate to be an Atlanta sports fan right now, but yeah, it does. They've, they've always kind of been in this weird contention spot, at least for the past couple of years, where they're good, but they're not quite good enough, and I think they also underperform yeah. quite a bit. Sure. I mean, Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Atlanta, they've always had the talent. They've always had the names. They've always had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Um, yeah. But... You know, they the wins aren't coming. I don't think a total rebuild is the answer, though. Uh, what about on the AFC side? What are some AFC teams you guys think should make a move? To rebuild or to... Uh, to, to kind Sell, of buy, up? whichever you think. Hmm. I would yeah. say... I would say the the Patriots might need some new younger guys. I don't know. Yeah. That feels you like might need could... to get any guys you've been thinking about. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Cam Newton's just not been playing good, so I would say they might need to get a new quarterback. But, but I think the um, problem is they, the receivers are simply yeah. too fast for Belichick. <laughs> yeah, he maybe getting he a receiver here or there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're kind of covered in the running backs department. They have, I think, they have a decent O line. They just, they just need to get like more weapons to contend. Yeah, I mean, well, Cam Newton's been like a hot and cold quarterback this season. He's played like like vintage Nick Foles. He's been, he's looked great in spots. He's looked terrible in spots. You know, it's you really have no idea what you're getting with Cam Newton. Um, and I, I don't think that's a winning model. Um, but like, I also don't think that making a big expensive deal to go and get another quarterback and change the whole offense halfway through the season. I don't think that's the answer. You know, ride it out with Cam Newton. Get your guy in the offseason. So I think what they should do um, is maybe try and uh, sell off one of the bigger names on their team. Uh, Maybe somebody who was like uh, a recent draft pick who's looking good. Somebody like Isaiah Wynn, you know, Uh, try and get uh, try and sell him off to a bad team and uh, get a pick. Uh, high in the draft, maybe that'll become your quarterback next year. Maybe it'll just be cap relief. You can get your guy in free agency. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, Nick Foles earlier, and I the did. Bears just they just lost their number one spot in the NFC North to the Packers. And I'm really not liking that. I don't like the Packers at all. Oh, same. <laughs> I think <laughs> the Bears. I think the Bears might be another team that uh might want to make a move maybe get somebody good the o-line has been passable the receivers have been good enough there's no um position group on this team that sticks out like a sore thumb but i think you gotta go inject some juice into that offense you know (laughs) maybe trade for like 
somebody who's a good like pass catching back. I mean, Cordero Patterson is great and all, but he's much more of a you know gadget player than a regular contributor. I think maybe uh, one of the guys who um, one of the names who I've been talking tossing around is uh, J.D. McKissick from the football team. Um, he should come at a relatively low cost, um, and he's a good scat back who fits well with Matt Nagy's you know short game offense. So maybe they'll go and get him. You know, maybe somebody else. Um, another name that I've also heard some smoke around is uh, Chase Edmonds before he started tearing it up for the Cardinals. Um, there's really a lot of options for them. Yeah. You know, scat backs aren't that hard to find. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we, we certainly talked a lot about rebuilding and what the future could hold for some of these teams. Uh, but let's talk about the near future because we have an interesting week of games coming up. I know we got some good matchups. We got Steelers, Ravens, uh, Vikings, Packers, which I think is going to be a bit closer than a lot of people expect. And it's certainly a good rivalry. Also, 49ers, Seahawks, going to be a great game. And then the Cowboys and Eagles, which, I mean, it's there. It's happening. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. It's rivalry week. All right. <laughs> that's our, that's our primetime game. Uh, Cowboys versus the Eagles. That'll be interesting. Cannot wait to sleep through that one. But <laughs> see, We get to see Ben DiNucci. Oh, that is true. I think they should trade for Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. play. I don't know. I think that was actually one of the um, that was actually one of the uh, trades that I didn't talk about. I think there are some quarterbacks on the open market. If the Cowboys don't think that Dak is the answer, they could go and get a band aid at quarterback. If they think that they've got a shot at the NFC East uh, this season, of course that division it's wide open, and I'm not sure why you'd want to forfeit capital to become the first five and eleven team to host a playoff game. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I think a, a Band-Aid for the, for the Cowboys at quarterback, maybe somebody like Case Keenum, some career backup, Case Keenum, Trevor Simeon, uh, somebody who's maybe been the starter before. Yeah, Case Keenum yeah. is the definition of average when it comes to a, an NFL career, well, especially quarterback. Yeah. Speaking Andy. of the Cowboys, though, I mean, did, did you guys see when Andy Dalton got injured? None of them, like... None of them even got in that guy's face. That was just that was just a shame. Yeah, there's no love. I mean, you can't blame them. They, they don't know him. I'm sure if you were with the Bengals, there would be a completely different response. But yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It almost feels like it's not even his team, just because I think they they love Dak. Dak's a good leader on that team, and then they just get some random dude. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, Dak's been their leader for you know four something five years now. I think. Um, and then they just randomly pull out this ginger from Cincy, and then you cancel practice for the entire off season. You have like three weeks playing with this guy, and then all of a sudden he's your starting quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you guys? Let's hear some predictions, especially Steelers, Ravens, Patriots, Bills. I want to hear what you guys have to say about those. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna throw my two cents in on the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the closest thing he's faced to a very good defense this season has been the Chiefs, and he melted under those lights. You know, Lamar has been, I don't want to say off this season, but he hasn't been like his last self. He's been, instead of great, he's been very good. 
He's cer- it's certainly been underwhelming compared to his past performance. Yeah. Yeah, and this so... is not a slight to Lamar Jackson in the slightest. He's a great football player. He's a stellar playmaker. He's the reason the Ravens are winning. But that Steelers team, man, have they shown up? Uh, Big Ben is playing like his old self. Um, you know, rookie receivers are showing up. We got like Deontay jo- Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool have all turned into very good weapons pretty much out of nowhere. Um, you know, and that defense, wow. Um, I criticized them for going to get Minka Fitzpatrick last season when they were sitting at 0-3 and they traded a first-round pick to go and get Minka Fitzpatrick. I was like, Minka's good, but they paid enough, but they paid what looked like it was going to be a top-five pick in the draft to get him. And I I criticized them for that, and now I have to eat crow uh, because Minka Fitzpatrick has turned this defense into one of the greatest defenses, like, of the decade. I think this is the best defense, this Steelers defense that we've seen, I think this is the best defense since the 2013 Seahawks. I think that's certainly agreeable, yeah. But And another factor of that is T.J. Watt. He is an absolute beast. Um, it's hard to stop. I, I really love his play style, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Oh, oh, I think I have I think I have the Steelers taking that one. Uh but it's gonna be close and it's gonna be fairly low scoring. I would say it's gonna be maybe twenty one to fourteen. Twenty one to fourteen. I think it'll be Pittsburgh and I also think it'll be close. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say twenty to seventeen. Alright, yeah. And I think um yeah, the Steelers just have a lot of momentum going into this game. Like, the Ravens almost lost to the Eagles last game, so that's kind of... <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, they aren't just they just aren't looking as good, so I would say the Steelers. And um, I feel like it's going to be close. I think the Steelers would probably win by, like, a field goal, so maybe, like, I don't know, 27-30, something like that. All right. Well, I... um was wrong about Sunday Night Football again last week. <laughs> so, so you've been wrong every time except for the one time you chose to be wrong. Well, no. Well, that time I did choose to be wrong, and I was wrong. So in a way, I was right. Um, but I totally jinxed uh, Seattle. Of course, I didn't know that was going to be the Sunday Night game, but I predicted it to be a win, and I was wrong about it. So, Oh, again. no. Oh, no. <laughs> that said... I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Eagles. <laughs> so the Eagles okay, are so going to win. The Eagles are going to win. Well, well, I'll take the all Eagles right, instead. <laughs> You're all going to pick against me? I should oh, just yeah. let you guys pick first. I would put 50 bucks on the Eagles right now. <laughs> I don't have 50 bucks, but I would put if I had that much, I think I would put it on the Eagles. The McLean curse is down. There's nothing to do yeah. about it now. <laughs> I can't wait until, like, I can't wait until, like, uh, you know the apocalypse happens and then aliens find just the tapes from this radio station where they hear me being wrong about every Sunday night football game. They're like, Oh, it's okay that we knocked him out. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? It's okay that we, that we blew up this kid's house first. (laughs) Now that, now that you said it, that's never going to happen. Well, I didn't predict it to happen on a Sunday night. The alien invasion could happen on a Thursday. Never know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the Niners versus the Seahawks? I'm not picking that one. <laughs> hey, but it's it's not Sunday night. There's nothing wrong. It's not Sunday night. Yeah, you. you can well, that's what I said last week, and they flexed us. 
Yeah, so, wasn't wasn't Cardinals versus Seahawks Sunday night though? It was the I Sunday night, was, but yeah. it was supposed to be the Raiders and Bucks, and then the Raiders got coronavirus, so they moved oh, them out oh, of the no. Sunday night game. And it was after we had recorded too, so. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so I guess um, McLean, you just don't say anything. But I'm not I'm, picking I'm, this one. <laughs> I'm gonna say that the Seahawks are just gonna, we're just gonna destroy the Niners, hopefully. I mean, if our defense holds up, I think we'll we'll be really good. We'll be set for this weekend. What do you guys think? Well, I think it kind of comes down to the health of some of our players, especially Jamal Adams, who's at this point looking to be a game-day decision. So it's kind of up in the air whether he's playing or not. I'm not too optimistic for him to play, but I think if he did, that would be amazing, and we'd certainly have a great game. But despite their injuries, San Francisco has played a lot better than a lot of people thought they would. I mean, they destroyed the Patriots last week, 33-6. to No one really expected that. They were able to beat the Rams, too, who have been playing quite well. And I, I honestly think it's going to be close. I, I want to take my Seahawks because I love them, but I think the 49ers are definitely going to put up a good fight in this one. All right, Creed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. Um, I don't like saying this, but I think Seahawks are going to pull this one out because they've just been so good. And yeah, their last, I mean, pretty much all their games this season have been really close, but I mean, they've done really well in each of those situations. So I think it's going to be the Seahawks for this one. Actually, actually, I, I think I have to change my prediction. We might be in trouble for this one because Chris Carson is questionable. So I don't know. That's our number one he's back. A game day decision as well, yeah. Which is my yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting. I actually have uh, something to say on that matter. I'm not gonna predict the outcome of this one. What I will say is what I think will happen in the game. I don't think the running game, especially if we don't have Chris Carson, I don't think the running game will be much of a factor. When I look at the last two times when uh, Seattle played the Niners last year, um, Chris Carson had a touchdown in the first game and missed the second game. Uh, I think he broke his foot or something. He was injured. He missed the game. Um, But the running backs weren't much of a factor in either game for both sides. It was a game where the, you know, Guys with one digit on their jerseys had to step back and throw it two in Garoppolo's case. But it was a game where the quarterbacks had to step back and throw it, you know, 30-plus times. So I think that, um, I don't think that either backfield will be much of a factor. What I do think will be on display um, is a quick passing game. And I say this because uh, the Seattle O-line has performed very well thus far. Um, but the Niners have been, you know, pretty good, even without Nick Bosa at getting to the quarterback. You know, they got to Cam Newton a lot uh, last game. So I think that they'll be able to get to Wilson. He'll look for his, you know, safety valves rather than dialing up those big shots to DK Metcalf and David Moore. He'll be looking for, you know, Tyler Lockett on the over routes. He'll be looking for Greg Olson on the releases, and he'll be looking for uh, whoever's healthy out of the backfield. Maybe that's Travis Homer, maybe that's Carlos Hyde. I saw both of those uh, in the Cardinals game. Maybe that's uh, number thirty-one, DJ Dallas. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Well, I just I was just looking through the news, and um, apparently Shaquille Griffin is out too. So our secondary is just like almost decimated right now. So yeah, it's gonna um, be uh. It's gonna be a tough game to watch. Hope, yeah, I hope not- I hope we win though. It's not be... great to think that the 49ers were able to put 33 up against the Patriots secondary, which is scary to say the least, and now they're up against us. It could it could get ugly. Yeah. 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 But I, 
I hope the Seahawks can pull this one out. There's going to be a lot of backups in uh, for the Niners receiving core, and there's going to be a lot of backups in for the uh, Seattle defense. If you guys like, um, you know, in fantasy football, when you just pick up random guys, but you don't know their name, you just know that somebody on their team sustained an injury and their projection is in the double digits. That's it's it's going to be a week for those kind of guys. It's going to be the Niners are going to have to turn to guys like Kendrick Bourne, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, who was I think a very high draft pick of theirs. So it'll be it'll be interesting uh, to say the least. It'll be uh, how much better the Forty ers backups are than the Seahawks. I think that will. I think this game will not be decided by the stars. It'll be really? decided by you know all the all the chip away short yardage guys. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are certainly going to be angry in this game after losing their undefeated record to a divisional rival. I think another chance to win in the division will certainly be good for them, and I think we're going to take that opportunity. What I've learned about the Seahawks, I've watched this team for a long time. They almost always seem to split uh, with their divisional opponents. You know, they almost always seem to split the Rams. They've recently... Uh, trended towards splitting the Niners. They've split the Niners in three of the last four years. Um, and the Cardinals pretty much always split, except some, except for that one year where we had a tie. Well, we've we've had a, a strong, strong division for a really long time now, too. I mean, the 49ers were certainly better in the past, um, but they're still good now. Rams are good now. The Cardinals are amazing now. So it's it's tough, and I think if we can manage to beat and take these opportunities that we have against the Niners and against the Cardinals and against the Rams, I think that's going to be what determines us as the number one seed. Even two years ago, I'm going to say this, two years ago, the 49ers and Cardinals had the number one and number two picks. Um, Seattle split the series with the Rams, who went to the Super Bowl that year, and they still went four and two in the division. They split the Niners and they split the Rams and they swept the Cardinals just barely by like a combined margin of, I think, like two scores. It was crazy. Even last year when the Cardinals went five and 11, um, Seattle, uh, they won the first Cardinals game by two scores and then lost the second um, with Kyler Murray missing almost all of the game. Wow, yeah. It's kind of crazy how much Cardinals have managed to turn around their season so far this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They, uh, I won't say they came out of nowhere because, you know, I think two of the people on this show had them as sleepers. But uh, they've, they've uh, improved a lot. And I don't want to make excuses, but their schedule, aside from the divisional games, has been fairly soft so far. I mean, outside, outside of the division games, they had a game against Washington football team, the Lions, the Panthers, the Jets and the Cowboys, all teams with losing records. And they managed to lose one of those games. They did. So. They did lose to the Lions, yeah. which the Lions are, I think, are the best out of those teams. Maybe the Panthers are up there. I don't know. But I, I would consider the Lions to be the best out of those teams. The Lions but have got to be, I got to say, the Lions have played the best, I think, some of the best 500 football that I've ever seen. They've been in every game. I can't think of a time when the Lions have lost by more than one score. Um, you know, in uh, week one, uh, DeAndre Swift dropped the game-winning touchdown. Uh, week two, they held tight with a really good opponent. Um, uh, it was, I don't know, held tight. They they got their score doubled, I think, in that game against the Packers. But Against the Packers? Well, I mean, they held tight for a while. The Packers really turned it on uh, after the f- third quarter. Um, so the final score 
looked a lot more lopsided than the game was. Um, but yeah, they've managed to, you know, scratch and claw their way back to 500, despite the fact that they are probably a couple away, a couple of plays away from being five and one, yeah, you know, that's true. I mean, and they've had a tough schedule too. I mean, they've had the Packers, they've had the Colts, uh, they've got the Cardinals who they managed to beat. Um, I think the only team they've had the bears in week one and they were, you know, literally DeAndre Swift dropped the game winning touchdown. It wasn't even a knockdown. He had it in his hands. Yeah. And the bears are no joke too. They've had quite a season and especially their defense. Um, but yeah, they, they have, I think slightly easier schedule coming up. So that's going to really like kind of shape out the rest of their season. And they could, they could possibly be a playoff contender. If they yeah, of course they, they, uh, they just went and got Everson Griffin. So that defense should, uh, start to see a little bit of a boost. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, went and took that seven seed and went to the playoffs. The NFC yeah. is uh, strong this year. I think the NFC, there will be one NFC team, not from the East, where everyone will be like, how did they miss the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. division is almost um, like a crime, especially compared to how much, how good the rest of the conference is. Yeah, yeah. all so right. Wait, what do you, oh, uh, how about just one last pick, and then we will end it off for one today. last pick. But yeah, what what do you guys think of Rams versus Dolphins? Two Rams first start. Rams. Yeah, Rams. I I yeah, I'd say the Rams are gonna win that one, but uh, also people have been sleeping on the Dolphins, and I'm kind of sad they didn't ride Fitz out for as long as he would play in that season. Um, but I'm excited to see Tua as well. I think he's gonna be good. I don't know how good, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess yeah. only time will tell. Yeah, I, I think it's going to have to be Rams as well, just because it's Tua's first NFL game. I don't know how well he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to the water break. Um, we're going to uh, go now. We're running a little long, um, but stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. Um, and also, uh, I'm going to plug my other show. If you guys uh, like hearing about baseball, you should listen on uh, Tuesdays at 8 in the morning. Um, you know, spice up your commute with the hot corner. Uh, me and Jared, we talk baseball. Uh, it's fun. We won an award. And uh, it's it's fun. <laughs> I'm <laughs> such a terrible promoter. Jared's a much better promoter than I am, I promise. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's it from us. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the water break. Uh, stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge.